Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mackenzie and you are listening to the Enlighten Me podcast. On this episode, I am sharing a long-awaited interview that I had with two of my role models. This is actually the first interview with a couple that I've ever done and it was super fun. I will definitely be doing it again, hopefully with these two. For this episode, I interviewed Carly and Brendan, who formed together the Sustainable Duo. If you haven't heard of them, you're going to want to check them out on all the social medias. They are, like I said, two of my role models when it comes to sustainable living, vegan eating, and all things health of your body and health of the planet. I actually found them randomly through Instagram, and I've followed them for a really long time. I basically use their accounts for all my own life hacks because they have so many good tips on there. But we decided to do an interview together and we just talked about all the things that they do, how they live an ethical and sustainable lifestyle and what they do with their business. I really enjoyed talking with them today because I think from an outsider's perspective, it can seem like the way that they live is extremely radical. But when they broke it down for me, what they showed me is that they're really just going back to the basics and they're just trying to live as simply as they possibly can. Eating simple foods and not buying too much stuff, and I can really appreciate the values that they live by, and I think you will too. What I saw through my conversation with Carly and Brendan both is that they truly want to be the best people that they can be and leave the world a better place than they found it. I think you're gonna see that in their hearts today with this conversation, and I think you're gonna get a lot of awesome tips for how to live a more ethical and sustainable life, a more healthy life. And I know that they personally save me from having to do a lot of my own research because I can just look at all their information that they have and I totally trust them. While you're listening, if you would go on over to the Apple Podcast app and leave a rating and a review, that would help me out so, so much. When you leave a review, it helps other people to find the show and that's what I want. I want more people to hear about these important topics and to get in on these conversations. Also, you'll see all the links to everything we reference in this show while you're over there, including our socials, which again, I highly recommend you follow Carly and Brendan and the Sustainable Duo because they have all the life hacks for you. So there you have it. Here is my conversation with Carly and Brendan. My first couple's interview, yay. All right, Carly and Brendan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. We're super excited. Yes, I'm so excited to talk with you guys. Can you just start by introducing yourselves for the listeners? Ladies first, Car. All right. Um, I'm Carly, Carly Bergman, and I'm half of the sustainable duo. And Brendan and I, let's see, we met two years ago at a vegan festival, naturally. He was vending for his plant-based protein company called Planet Protein, (laughs) and Met him in the area in Florida, and then we started dating. Why don't you tell him how it really happened? So <laughs> you saw, you saw the beard. Yeah, yeah I was going to give you all the short <laughs> version, but basically, I noticed from afar that he had a really nice beard and really blue eyes. Um, so then I didn't go and say hi because I was intimidated. So then I actually um, I found Planet Protein like two months later after that festival. And I messaged oh, Planet Protein in <laughs> GMs. I was like, this is so cool. Like, you have such a cool plant-based company. I, I totally love to help you spread the word. And, you know, it's like, you can take that how you want. <laughs> he messaged me off his personal account. And then we started talking and went to some, like, vegan restaurants and hit it off. So that was cool. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, our, our, our first date, we bonded over like raw cinnamon rolls. Oh yeah. Raw tacos. And, and I think, I think like subconsciously we knew that we were mostly raw at that, even at that point, you know? Yeah, for sure. We're like really we, into we, Yeah, we agreed on just a, a raw dinner. That was our first date. And like, it was just kind of random, but it just, it, it just makes sense. And it tells a, it tells a story. So yeah. it was yeah. pretty interesting. That's so cute. Yeah, now we're I here. Love, yeah, and then Sustainable Duo happened. Sustainable Duo. We, we had a kid, yeah. and we named him Sustainable Duo. Him <laughs> uh, I love that. And you guys are in Florida now, right? Yes. So we live in north of Miami, and we've been here for – well, we've been in Florida for about six years, five or six years now. Yeah. We're both from the, from the Midwest originally. So I'm from Flint, Michigan, born in Michigan. I was – conditioned and stuck inside of that you know what do you what would you even call that situation the matrix the matrix yeah. <laughs> essentially but i i guess i knew that i needed to get out of uh-huh. that toxic environment so i um i packed my things and, and moved down to florida didn't really have anything going on i was selling insurance for a few years which is kind of random and and crazy in itself uh, but I just knew that I needed income. So I was kind of working a, a dead-end job and multiple dead-end jobs. You know, I, this is after I got out of the Marine Corps. So I was in the Marine Corps for um, almost six years. And I wasn't vegan at the time. But uh, going through all that, a lot of the characteristics and leadership qualities and, and traits translate into our new life. So yeah, it would be exciting to like talk about those characteristics and how and how they apply to today yeah absolutely yeah no that's like i well first of all i can relate to midwest living because you and carly you're are you from chicago you're yeah from i'm from in the chicago, chicago yeah okay cool so yeah i we i'm not from there i'm from the west coast but then most recently lived in champaign illinois so oh okay is. what brought you yeah. to champaign uh, my husband, he's from Illinois too. Um, oh. He's from a really small like farming community, which is like most of Illinois. <laughs> but, right, yeah, yeah. Um, Describe champagne. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. But then he went to U of I, and we met while I was in high school, and he was at U of I, and I was like, "Well, I'll come out there. I don't really know what else to do with my life at this point." Yeah. And so I applied for school out there and moved out there to be with him and. At first, I was like, "This is so fun," and then after a year, I was like, "Okay, the Midwest. No, this is this is not as cool as I thought it would." Yeah, be. yeah. So um, it's fun for a bit, though. It's 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 communal. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Yes. Oh, it was. I I'm so glad that we got to live there for a while, but I'm also glad to be where we're at now. So then we moved yeah, exactly. um, this past summer to South Carolina. So we're not too far from you guys, actually. Oh, nice. We've never been. Yeah. We'd love to go, though. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll oh, definitely make a trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. We're in Charleston, so we're on, on the water, and it's I'm so happy to be here. I'm so thankful. So Yeah. You and you know what we do? I mean, we for our brands, Planet Protein and Sustainable Duo, we're, we're public speakers and kind of teach people how to live a zero-waste, plant-based lifestyle. So we travel quite yeah. a bit um, in, like, eco-travel, which we can get into that in a bit. But basically, we just pop all over and really talk about – how to live a morally consistent life and just yeah. reduce your waste, reduce your impact and like live holistically and ethically and, and consistently with your lifestyle, like we were saying. So sure. we love giving talks all over. So I'm sure we'll see you there soon. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. 
Well, that's really cool. So, so yeah, I think that's really interesting that you guys, like, both come from the Midwest, too, especially because I feel like the Midwest kind of has, like, stereotypes around how people live, like, oh, meat and potatoes, and even, like, well, Brendan, you coming from Flint, which is kind of infamous for, like, the water issues, and I don't know, I feel like just your background is so relatable to so many people, like, it's not like you guys you know, grew up in zero waste homes or anything necessarily. And that's kind of, I think how I first came across you guys. Um, I I think the very first Instagram post I ever saw of yours, Brendan, was the one that is a little bit censored now with the oh, monkey geez. from... Oh, yeah. I knew she was going to say that one. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, obviously, if you're, like, very sensitive to that stuff, don't look at it. But I really appreciated your vulnerability and, like, how relatable you are to so many people and especially like men um so I don't know do you want to talk more about your backgrounds like you know where you came from and how that led to you being interested in a sustainable lifestyle yeah so I I think um (laughs) jumping on a podcast to talk about sustainable living and zero waste living and and, you know veganism and and holistic living like all that stuff I would never in a million years imagine I'd be doing that Right. Like coming coming up from where I where I'm from, the word holistic, people don't even know what that means. Yeah. Like it's not thrown around in in, in the everyday lingo there, you know? It's right. It's very toxic environment. Um you hear a lot of complaining and you know, things aren't going my way or or you know, f this, f that. So yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to to look back on it and, and know that I was eating, you know, meat and potatoes every day, biscuits and gravy or, you know, like pop tarts or mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember looking back in, in like sixth grade or this was actually, you know, maybe like middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade homeroom. I would be eating Starburst, like sour Starburst in homeroom yeah. <laughs> at 630 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just it's crazy to, to kind of think about that now because I mean, I'll never eat a Starburst again, but to go through all that and to transcend and to get to where I am today, um, I'm definitely grateful for, for all the steps and lessons along the way. Yeah. You know, there, you, you mentioned the water crisis. Um, it's still going on. Mm-hmm. So anybody listening to this, Google um, Flint water crisis. Uh, they need, there needs to be more awareness. The last thing that I would say is going to benefit that city is just more water bottles, more plastic water bottles. Yeah. It's maybe like a bandaid and and temporary relief, but the infrastructure is, is, is gone. Mm -hmm. And we're at the point where, you know, we need to raise enough awareness to where the government will actually do something about it. So it's pretty sad to see some of my friends bathing their children with, with water bottles or, uh, you know, yeah. still going to like these, you know, Stouffer's lasagna, pop it in, you know, pop it in the oven. Like all that stuff is so toxic. Yeah. And that's, that's what motivates me to get through, you know, and just continue pushing out with my journey because I, there's, there's many days where I wake up and just like anyone, we're all human. It's just like, ah, oh, man, like this again, Yeah. you know, we got to talk about, you know, veganism again today or, but then you just you get these realizations and, and it's like, man, there's so many people that are stuck yeah. and it all comes back to gratitude. And so it's pretty cool to, to be able to look back on it and post things like with a side by side, you know, uh, with like the monkey, the monkey head 
and the bananas to see that transformation yeah. it's it is it is kind of crazy like you know i don't i don't really think about it at the time uh-huh. i'm just kind of putting my life out there and what i've gone through right. so i don't i don't you know i don't look at it the, through the same lens as say maybe you or your husband or or whoever but you looking thinking about it right this second it is kind of crazy so i'm glad i'm definitely glad you brought that up because that was a whole a whole different world that I was in in a part of. Yeah. Um, there was no going through going through the Marine Corps. I didn't know anybody. the The word vegan wasn't it was non existent. Sure. I didn't know. We had a um, cool story. We had like a a barbecue vegetarian burger uh-huh. in our in our MRE packets. And if you know what an MRE is, it stands for meal ready to eat. Uh-huh. So it's a bunch of like dehydrated food packaged up like M and M's and Skittles and. You know, you get like your wheat bread with peanut butter and jelly or something. Uh-huh. There was a veggie burger, a barbecue veggie burger, like patty. And I remember that being my favorite MRE. Really? Like I would trade, ev- I would, yeah, it was crazy. I would trade everybody for that. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It just, it tasted so good. So that was to the extent of like anything plant-based sure. in the Marine Corps. Yeah. You know? The barbecue veggie burger in the MRE. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, looking at it now, it's like, Imagine if if our armed forces were, if nutrition was a priority, you know, in a in a focal point, like a focus, yeah. because, I mean, I think the mental health and the mental stability of our, of especially veterans, um, with PTSD, and I think that if we cared about ourselves and the government put you know nutrition first in these programs or institutions, that it would be a whole different world. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Carly, did you want to, you don't have to, but did you want to share anything on your background, like growing up and kind of how, how you got here? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I grew up in, like we talked about in the Midwest in Chicago and the suburbs of Chicago, basically. So I grew up and my mom was really always into eco-friendly living. So for example, I grew up composting and I was never really that kid that played with dolls and my house I would go outside and like look for spiders and worms under rocks uh-huh. and like my mom and I would just hang out in the backyard and build forts and my dad was always my sports coach and everything so I was really always outside which I'm really appreciative uh-huh. of and again like my, we grew up making our own laundry detergent and our own soap so my mom was really into non-toxic products mm-hmm. so I was kind of raised with that eye and then when I was 15 I started working at a juice bar and I was just blown away with the things that I learned from all these different types of people. And again, I was 15 and I think everyone working there was probably over 25, mm-hmm. um, 25 to maybe like 50 years old. And so I was working with immigrants and transgenders and lesbians and Wicca witches, like all these different types of people. Mm-hmm. And here I am like this 15 year old girl, like, what is yeah. the world? <laughs> I'm like, what is what is going on? What am I missing? Like I was, I felt very sheltered. Yeah. So they, a lot of these people told me a lot of things that were going on in the world that I had no idea about. And especially working at a vegan juice bar, I learned a lot about the animal agriculture industry. I learned about a lot about pharmaceuticals and even just environmental issues. So that's really where my passion came from. And it kind of just like skyrocketed me on my journey. And I think that all, if everyone, every 15 year old had an opportunity to work at a juice bar, even for a year, and I ended up working there for six years, but even if every 15 year old got to work there for one year, the world would be such 
a different place. Mm -hmm. And this place was extremely awesome. It's called Pure Juice Cafe and it's raw. It's mostly organic um, and local always. So it's really how the world should be. And it's kind of crazy how like, you know, organic and local and vegan, like these are all buzzwords and they're all like coming, becoming trendy, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with being trendy, but at the end of the day, these are just things that are natural. They're like so basic to human existence. And like, I mean, our ancestors ate local and organic, you know, it's not something like so crazy. So, um, I think that's something Brent and I are super passionate about. It's like nothing we are doing is cool. You know, nothing we're doing is trendy, even though it may have, I mean, what we think we're doing is pretty fucking cool, but I mean, really it's just so basic. So we always tell people, we're just going back to yeah. the basics, living like a low impact, like we have a zero waste mindset and a plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, these things are just the basic of humanity. And if you can reach that and like kind of come down from like all this conditioning and this programming we've been raised to believe and like engraved in us during school or like our parents or whatever, that's really when you expand your consciousness. And that's why I'm just so blessed that I worked in the community and like had the parents that I did because they really just engraved like the right things in my mind. And I think that I went to, I went to school at Florida Gulf coast university and I studied at landscaping and permaculture and then also eco spirituality. So like those are my main passions mm-hmm. and really my passion is like, I go outside and I see trees, you know, grass, I see all the plants, but I, I see all of that as being edible. Like, all of the landscaping in the world has the opportunity to be edible or not. So like when people say that we can't feed the world on plants, it's totally inaccurate because I would say a huge portion of people have entire front yards and entire backyards and they don't grow food. They just water their lawns. Yes. So. Well, well in, in most cities, like go down, go down the main strip downtown of any city, you're going to see trees everywhere, but are they producing fruit? Mm-hmm. Right. Are they producing anything? No, they're just aesthetics. Yeah. Exactly. So there's there's plants everywhere. We're just not using them for, sure. the, for the right reasons sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's funny how Carly mentioned everybody should, that was 15, should work at a juice bar. Yeah. And then after that, everybody should go to boot camp. Yeah, but yeah. after that. <laughs> at least boot camp or some sort of yeah. you know camp that's run similar, but yeah. similar structure. Just because... There's, there's just no discipline. There's such a lack of discipline in this world. And, sure. And, you know, people are just like throwing throwing themselves out the windows almost. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's time to take nutrition seriously because without it, I don't know where I would be mentally. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And mm-hmm. um, if I didn't find veganism or if veganism didn't find me, yeah, I would, you, you'd be talking to a totally different person right now. You probably wouldn't even right. be talking to me. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, um, it's just a no-brainer that how powerful – these uh these foods are that we're putting into our body no absolutely i mean part of the reason i wanted to ask you guys about that was because so i told you that i interviewed elizabeth who goes by the zero waste cutie uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast and it was funny because while we while i was interviewing her i knew she lived in canada but i didn't know where she was from and as she's talking like introducing herself she says she's from seattle and that's where i'm from and we were talking about how like a lot of times people We'll say like if we're, you know, doing something, you know, environmental or whatever, people will be like, oh, that's so Seattle of you or whatever. Like there are yeah. these stereotypes around people from the West Coast, especially. Right. And it's it's true. There are those stereotypes. But I just like that you guys 
are out of that stereotype and you could relate to so like to where so many people are coming from and so many people's backgrounds like you don't have to be from the west coast to to be a sustainable person or whatever like and it's kind of like you know people might look at your instagram and say like whoa okay like they live really radically for the environment and for their health but it's like yeah but as you can see like anybody could do it like anybody it doesn't take you know being from a certain place or being raised a certain way like anybody could live this way so i just i really like that and i just wanted to say that you know before we even dive into more of this stuff so that people you know what they hear from you guys might be might sound extreme to some of some of them but like right. anybody could live this way and i love i you brought up an amazing point like i love how you say that so i mean we definitely do get all the time that we are like so gung-ho we're so radical yeah. you know and to us we just i mean i think brendan is kind of an intimidating dude but like <laughs> you know i just don't think that we're so radical you yeah. know from us like it's not it's like a no-brainer sure. to avoid plastic like it's a no-brainer to avoid meat and it's a no-brainer to walk everywhere instead of drive and like just these things i mean what people view is so inconvenient we're like it's just so natural to us, right. you know? So people are like, I don't have time to garden. I don't have time to, you know, go on a walk. I don't have time to do this. And it's like, okay, well then what are you spending your time doing? What are you prioritizing in your life? Are you scrolling through Instagram? Are you on social media? I mean, those aren't necessarily bad things, but you really do have to like time manage and prioritize and really like whatever we do, like the environment comes first. We're totally full of like distractions, like TV, Instagram, Netflix, shopping, all this stuff, you know, it's all, it's all like really big distractions and they don't necessarily have to be bad, but if we're not prioritizing the environment, we have none of those things. So it's only natural for us to literally just take a few steps back and be like, okay, what are we doing for our lives? One, is it bettering the planet? Two, is it better, bettering our mental health and our physical health and like us personally? And like, how can we contribute and like do our fair share so that we leave this planet and it's not worse than when we got here. Right. And it's as simple as that. It can really all be so simple. We don't really have to complicate things, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that's just such a good point to make that, again, yeah, we might look radical, but to us, it's just, it's so natural. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, as you do it more, like, it just becomes easier and part of your lifestyle, so. Exactly. It's habitual. Yeah. And us as humans, we get into habits, and it's all about just getting into the habits and making, like, a routine out of, like, you know, a zero-way shopping spree yeah. or, like, a thrift store haul or, you know, doing all these little hacks that really decrease your carbon footprint. Yeah. And, like, you can find them super fun and, like, entertaining at the same time. And, like, the more we get into this lifestyle, like, our your idea of fun changes, you know? Like, when we go to the grocery store, we're, like, jamming on the way there. Brendan's driving. Like, we're driving our electric car. And we're, like, windows down, groove into some good music. And then we just bring all of our jars and bags and in the grocery store. And people look at our grocery cart and they're like, what is, what are they doing? Because yeah. we've like probably 50 bananas, like 30 oranges, like, you know, crazy amounts of fruit and vegetables. Yeah. And it's also a really good area to like mm-hmm. be an activist too. Oh yeah. Yeah. When, when, some, when someone sees me carrying like a, you know, a bulk, a bag full of like celery, they kind of, they kind of yeah. double take, you know what I mean? Um, how many guys have you seen that are, you know, masculine that are just carrying bulk mm-hmm. bags of like veggies? To me, I, I mm-hmm. don't ever see it. Like still to this day, even even friends of mine, I don't see it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hardly ever. Like it's crazy. So 
I'm yeah. sure on the West Coast. <laughs> it's, not in Florida. Well, I mean, we, we were just in LA a couple weeks ago, and I still didn't see it much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe reusable bags, but not like the small bags that, you know, you put broccoli in or apples. Like people still use those plastic they're, bags. They're still tearing the, the, the plastic bags yeah, off, yeah. off the rack. Yeah. So we're, that's, you know, that's a good, a good spot for us to, to use our, our voice or we don't have to really say anything, you know, it's just kind of like lead by example and it just draws a lot of attention and people get curious. So sometimes we'll get, you know, people stop us and kind of ask, you know, what we're doing or um, I think the biggest feedback is probably at the register mm-hmm. when wh- that poor soul, whoever has to ring up all of our, our produce, yeah. you know, cause <laughs> it, it, it takes quite a while, especially with like tearing out your own containers and, and ringing up bulk purchases mm-hmm. because, you know, if you get bulk peanut butter, you have to write down the code. You have to know how much your jar weighs mm-hmm. and then they have to do a little bit of math at the register. Yeah. So if you get, you know, some people will be like, why do you guys do this? Or some of them are like, hey, I love this, you know, yeah. tell me more. So it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool thing that to go shopping and have all these people ask questions, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think another good point is like, I mean, I know some people are intimidated by doing that. They're scared to bring the reusable bags and they're scared to tear out just because, I mean, I feel like I, I throw my mom under the bus quite a bit. They're podcasting <laughs> my job, but literally my mom's an amazing woman, but she's always like, she's kind of like a, a scaredy cat of these things. A worry like, war? A worry war. Yeah. So like, <laughs> love, love, love Patrice. Love you, Patrice. But you're a worry war. <laughs> she like. When we'll go like we'll go to juice bars and I'll be like, all right, mom, let's bring our own bowls and bring our own mugs. And a couple of years ago, when I just got into this lifestyle, she was like, well, don't you think they're gonna be weirded out? And don't you think it's too much to ask? Like, you know, maybe we just shouldn't go. Like, and I'm like, mom, I'm like, this is fine. I mean, listen to what we're doing. Like, we want to go get an acai bowl. We are bringing our own bowls, so we don't have to use the plastic bowls that they provide. Yeah. We are not going to compromise our ethics to make other people comfortable. It's if they can't use our bowls, then we're simply not going to use, you know, we're not going to go there anymore. Like, because it's so important to us to like not contribute to businesses that are like consistently polluting the earth when they could be improving. Like for example, there's a lot of smoothie bars and juice bars that it's amazing. They have vegan options and they're really providing for the community in that way. But when there's juice bars and they don't have reusable bowls for in-house eating and they only have plastic, that's kind of a problem because when we bring our bowls, some people will say, no, you know, we've never done that before or no, that's not sanitary. And we're like, okay, well, do you have bowls that are reusable that we can use for your cafe? And they're like, oh no, we don't have reusable bowls here. So then we're like, okay, well then, you know, thank you so much for providing for our community for veganism. But we can't we can't eat here because we don't approve of like single use plastic. And then we drop some facts and they're like, Oh, that's so interesting. And we're like, Yeah, so moving forward, we hope you get reusable bowls. And then sure. one time we we've done this a couple of times and then we've gone back and they've had reusable bowls. And like I've had a couple of places email me and they're like, Listen, like we saw you bring in a reusable coconut bowl and we just want you to know we brought it up to the CEO and now all of our locations are getting reusable bowls. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and that's the thing, that's what I was telling my mom, like Listen, mom, here's why we don't compromise our ethics to make other people comfortable. Because us being activists in that way and just going and bringing in something as simple as a reusable bowl, people are absorbing that. They're watching, you know? And Mm -hmm. then the employees are talking to the managers and they're talking to the CEOs. And before you know it, all these people are going to have zero waste options because they see us walking away as customers and they're like, that's business. And like, that's the future 
of the next generation because everyone's going sustainable. Everyone's trying to reduce their impact. So you need to provide for that community. And especially it's not like we're asking for much. I mean, we're really just asking just better ethics, you know? So it's really cool. But just for anyone that's listening, like most places do not turn you down when you bring in your own bowls. Like usually I would say they're pretty ecstatic when we do it, but sometimes they will turn you down when they're like confused of like, what are you doing? You know? So, right. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's, as you put it that way, people can totally understand that because it's like, you wouldn't do that with other areas of your life, would you? Like, if you, like, this is such a dumb example, but I don't personally support, like, going to the restaurant Hooters. I've never been there, but, you know, I have friends that have or, like, different events that have been there. Like, especially I work in the athletic community and, like, there are different events that go on there. And it's like, I'm not going to go because for me that violate things that I believe in and I think it's objectifying to women. So like I'm not going to go and I don't think it's okay. Right. And nobody really gives me a hard time about that. Like people can understand it. And, and it's like, even if that's not their values, they can be like, okay, yeah, I, I can respect that. Right? right. But if people could kind of see the planet in the same way as like, no, this should be part of our morals and part of something we care about. Like, does that make sense? I feel like people Absolutely. maybe just don't see it as much like, yeah, yeah, it does feel like, okay, if, you know, if a place is eco-friendly, that's great, but it's not necessarily part of my morals to make those choices. But if it could be part of our morals and our ethical decisions, just like other things are, where we did feel comfortable saying like, no, I, I'm going to say no to that because it goes against what I believe in. I feel like that would make a huge difference in how we approach things and, and yeah, an impact on our planet. For sure. That was, I think that was a really good example. Cause like, for instance, I think people understand you saying that, but I think that Brenda and I've noticed when you start like, you know, telling people to change their everyday life and their taste buds and like their, yeah. you know, the way they exist. Right. We live in a culture that's so convenience based. You tell someone to reduce their waste or change their taste buds for the environment's sake or like for ethical sake. And they kind of just shut down. So I think what Brennan was saying earlier, like leading by example and just walk in the walk and have people watch and be like, Brendan, your eyes are b- more blue. Like you're vibrant. Yeah. What are you eating? He's like bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's definitely the best form of um, advocacy for, for me, especially like I don't, I'm not really one to go preach a lot of facts or something about a certain lifestyle or it just doesn't work out for me. So my family's not vegan. A couple of my friends back home are now, but it took it. You know, it took me two, three years of leading by example to make that happen. Sure, it took me two years to get my dad to buy a juicer. It might yeah. take me. It might take me two, two more to get him to figure it out how to use it. But <laughs> like he, at least he bought the juicer. Right. Yeah. So I, I can't. Everybody's on their own journey. I can't force anyone to do oh, anything. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that you know I can do as a person is live my truth and lead by example. And if people want to jump on the wagon and, and join this train, then then they totally can. You're going to feel healthier. You're going to feel more alive. You're going to feel more energetic. Like mm-hmm. everything is more like everything is simplified in our lives. It's so simple. Um, living living such a minimal lifestyle, like you're a lot less stressed. You can focus your your mind on different areas of like your work better. You don't have to come home and worry about like, oh crap, I got four different rooms to clean and oh, the storage unit, I got to go and, you know, sell this. Like you don't have to worry about so much stuff when you live so minimally and sustainably. So yeah, it's just a lot easier to, to like form your own life 
and charge on without all these sure. externalities. So yeah, that, that's pretty that's much it. I just focus on myself and, and let the vibe uh, find the tribe, I guess. And I think know? that too, yeah. like a lot of people listening to this, I mean, if they're already into their lifestyle, it might make sense. But I know I'm just try, I just try to take a step back and kind of think of someone who has no idea where to start with veganism, no idea to start with zero waste. It can all sound like very intimidating. And so we didn't get to this point all at once, you know, like it kind of like, we just kind of started peeling back the layers, you know, of like, first we went vegan, then we had the realization like, oh wow, like, you know, we're saving all these animals. And then we like transitioned to a zero waste lifestyle and we made more connections. And then we're like, wait, maybe we should stop drinking alcohol. And then we had more realizations and we're like, wait, maybe we should, you know, and then you have all these different layers and like, again, people might think that's extreme, but I think it just, they just, all these connections come in your head so naturally when you're on this path. And Brennan mentioned our minimal lifestyle, like we don't shop like we literally only grocery shop we don't really shop for anything else and if we do like we just use facebook marketplace or like buy second hand but we don't go to the malls for fun you know we don't window shop and all those things and again people might find that extreme because they've been doing that all their life but once you kind of take away those things you realize how much time you have to work on your mental health and like your inner being like then you just kind of expand like spiritually and you get all this time and all this, like all the money that you've been spending over the years, like you have it all and you're not just blowing it. And another good example I have is just on consumerism. Like we had a zero waste Christmas with my family the past two years. And when we first did it, my mom was like, what? She was freaking out. She was like, I don't know what to <laughs> buy you. You and Brendan are so difficult. You're making this super complicated. She had a straight up meltdown. Patrice, Patrice did. She's again, a worry board. So it's like, I'm like, mom, you've been telling me to like save money my entire life. And then I tell you, I want nothing for Christmas and you have a meltdown, you know? And she was just shocked because that culturally she's like, people are so engraved with consumerism. Like I need to get my daughter Carly a gift or else she'll think I won't love her. I'm not thinking about her. And then I need to get everyone gifts and gifts and shop and shop and shop. And we're so caught up in that culture. And it's like, mom, like, I just want your time. Like, how about we go to a juice bar and grab a green juice? You know, like let's spend time Mm -hmm. together. Like we don't need to do all these things that waste a ton of money, you know? So Mm -hmm. when you have these realizations, like your world just totally expands. And I, you know, some people might think that we're missing out, like by not going to bars, by not going to partying, like we hear pretty often that, oh, you guys are so young. You should just, you know, you should go out and drink and go live it up Mm -hmm. and be wild and you know, these are your young days and fun days. And I just, uh, we just don't agree. Like, I think that those are, those ideas are totally like forced down our throat and like, you know, we're expected. Those are to be true in society and like reality, like our whole life is going to be so fucking great. And like, we, you know, it's not like you have so much fun in your twenties and then you're, you know, you buckle down and get married and have kids and then you're stuck in a house for the rest of your life. Like, that's just not true. Right. And then you just go retire. It, that's not what life is about. It can be anything that you want it to be. But again, just a little bit of a rant. But really, I mean, you just have all these really realizations on like, you know, a spiritual journey or like holistic journey. And you just start kind of having those connections that really make you think like, what is life really? Like, what have I been conditioned to believe to be true? And like, what is my truth? And I really give it all to plants 
for helping me make those connections. Because if I had never gone vegan, I would have never had any of the realizations I would have had. I would never have met Brendan. Brendan would have never started Planet Protein. There would be no sustainable duo. It really has just helped us like just come back to the basics here. You know, I want to give uh, a shout out to my parents just for being so like they let me make my own mistakes. And I think yeah. that most parents, like the problem is, is that they, they try to like keep their kids stuck in this box, you know, and like, yeah, you can't do this. You can do this. You can't do this. And yeah. I think that's so toxic because how are we going to learn for ourselves? Obviously, people don't learn. People have a hard time learning through reading and and preaching and like nobody's gonna people don't learn things unless they do it by themselves like they have to go through it to ultimately learn it so um, my parents were really good about letting me make my mistakes Um, there were a lot of them but you know it it definitely shaped me into who I am today and I would have never the only reason I joined the Marine Corps is because I simply knew I had to do something else I had to make a decision to better myself because I was going, I, I came out of high school. I was, you know, my whole plan was to uh, be the soccer star and I was trying to get a, a college scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, those plans fell through based off of my poor academics. And that was because mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I didn't apply myself in class. I wasn't in class. I skipped and, you know, I partied and, and I, my, my focus was on everything but the books. So mm-hmm. my parents didn't really. Like, they let me go through all of that. Yeah, I was grounded maybe, like, once or twice. But other than that, mm-hmm. they're like, listen, you know, jail is much worse. So if you want to figure out how that feels, then we're going to let you. And then you're yeah. going to learn from that yeah, for real. You you know? And, yeah, I was, I've was. i been to jail. Anybody that's wondering. <laughs> Not for anything serious. But I have been. And, and I learned from it. And I don't want to go back. Trust me. Yeah. You know? And, um <laughs> But it's really cool. It's really cool uh, to make those realizations about about things like that in your life. And and like Carly said, with with plants, I don't. I would have never made it that realize that connection. You know, I wouldn't have really put two and two together that my parents were so loving and so giving. At the time, I was like, you know, f you, mom. I want to go do my thing. Like, come on, this is not fair. You know. But yeah, she's like, listen, it, at a cost. So it's it's pretty interesting to look back on it. And shout out to the parents for sure <laughs> for, uh, yeah. for for letting me do my thing and, and go through life right. messing up because we yeah. need to, we need to screw up. You know, we need to yeah. to figure it out the hard way and, and that's what shapes you today. So I'm glad that I went through yeah. all those things at a younger age uh, rather than now because yeah. now I can apply all of my energy into into doing good. That's awesome. So people might be wondering like, okay, so is this like what they do? Like what are their jobs? Like so if they haven't heard of you guys before, how would you describe like your brand and all that you – because I feel like you guys are doing so much. So how would you kind of, you know, I don't know, elevate our pitch for what you guys do? What we do, we just live. We just live. <laughs> and, you know, I, it, it's crazy. There's like – and when you meet people, the first one of the first things they'll say to you is, so what do you do for a living? And you're like, yeah. well, wait, if I tell you, you're going to judge me based off of what I'm going to say, what the answer is. Yeah. So do I really want to tell you or do we want to talk about something that like something else? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's always funny when, when people ask, you know, what do you do for a living? We're like, we, dr- we drink juice. And, we do vegan shit. Yeah, we That's do, literally what we, we say. We're like, we just do a bunch of vegan yeah, we'll, shit. We'll be like, you know, we're into that vegan life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, but, you know, we do have to sustain ourselves and ultimately we live in a world 
where money rules everything right. almost essentially. Like if you want to make it a large impact, you need money to do that. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a small impact, you still need money to do that. So where we are in this age, it'd be foolish for us to not take advantage of, of business opportunities and to put that good money out there. Because yeah, if we're going to fight, you know, Coca-Cola and Tylenol and all these evil corporations and, and Bayer, and if we're going to combat all of those, how are we going to do it without money? Like that's the only thing that we can really throw at them is so what we do is we create businesses and we create brands and, and products and and tangible items that will last forever. Like we build brands to last forever so that when we die, the brand carries on and, and it just and it just lives on. And people can be like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is what this brand stands for and we believe in it. So then we're still fighting the fight even when we're not there. That's that's my ideology when it comes to business. It's like build something that'll last forever and it's going to change the world. But ultimately you need it to sustain financially because again without money, you know, what what can you do? Right. Mm-hmm. I launched a company called Planet Protein. It's a plant-based nutrition company based out of South Florida. I launched that uh, oh, over two a little over 2 years ago now. Mm-hmm. We specialize in protein bars, organic protein shakes. So we have really holistic superfood supplements. And it's, you know, I started it because I was a, I was always a protein bar person. I was the guy that all your friends are out, you're all getting drunk, two o'clock hits, everybody leaves the bar and they go to Taco Bell. I was mm-hmm. the guy that passed on Taco Bell a few times and would be like, hey, let me bust out my protein bar, you know? I'm healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm healthy. Not not realizing <laughs> that that protein bar was probably like the Taco Bell was probably more nutritious than the, than the protein bar. <laughs> so I didn't really get that at the time. So, but I was always had this big passion for for protein bars. It's just kind of weird. But um, yeah, after going vegan, I watched um, I watched Cowspiracy. Have you are you familiar with that one? No, I'm not. So Cowspiracy is uh, it's on Netflix. I, I believe it's still there. Okay. Okay. And it, and it shows you more of the impact on. On, uh, that animal agriculture has on the environment. Oh yeah. So okay. I, I put two and two together. I remember some scenes I, that I watched, and it was like the dairy industry. I was really upset at how, how you know they artificially inseminated these cows. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered like seeing that image, and and that was the image that got me to go vegan. It wasn't even like you know, some of the environmental factors played into it, but yeah. truthfully, I didn't care that much. I was like, okay, that's pretty crazy. Like. We're using this much water on cattle instead of just giving it to Flint. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So that kind of like piqued my interest. But when I seen these images of like what they're doing to the animals, I was like, all right, I'm done. There's just there's no point of contributing to this anymore. So sure. I uh, I was vegan the next day. Like I watched a documentary. I went to sleep. I woke up and I was like, that was not a dream. This is real life. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going vegan right now. So I remember initially in my vegan journey, I was. It was probably a little bit of placebo because I was super excited. I was always a stubborn person. And when I set my mind to something, like I wanted to accomplish it. So I wanted to accomplish being vegan, if that sounds like crazy in itself. But it's true. And I just knew that like I wanted to, to be that because of what I seen. So I wasn't doing it right, though. I wasn't eating right. Like I was eating rice and beans only for like two, three months almost. And uh, my joints started seizing up. And I felt lethargic and, and 
I just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So I que- I kind of questioned eating chicken again. I'm like, can I do this? Is this possible? And I remember going through a few weeks of like depression and, and not really understanding where I was. I just knew what I wanted to be. Thankfully, Instagram saved my life. And it's kind of crazy to say, but I found certain people on Instagram that were thriving on a plant-based diet. So a couple of those guys, uh, John Lewis, he goes by Badass Vegan. Mm-hmm. He, him and Tori Washington um, were two of the first ones that I've ever, ever really found on Instagram. And John showed me that you can be big and tall and masculine and thrive on, on a vegan diet. So mm-hmm. once I seen guys like that, I'm like, all right, this is a no brainer. Like I just, I just need to figure this out. You know, I set out to uh, research some more and it literally after a few, like a few more weeks, it was so easy to me. And I could just, I was creating new recipes all the time. I was trying new food. Um, I could go to the store and understand how to read labels. So all it took was a little bit of research and dedication. So once I got through that, I felt like I feel better than I ever have in my life. Yeah. And it just like, it just took a little bit of dedication. So I think like anybody out there that's interested in going vegan or plant-based, they got to understand it's not going to happen overnight. Your body has been accustomed to eating certain diet for 15, 20, 30 years. And if you go vegan, you're going to see a lot of changes over that first year, you know? Mm-hmm. You just stick to it. Going back to Planet Protein, that's kind of what inspired me to start a vegan protein bar. Because, mm-hmm. again, I was so passionate about being vegan and I was so into it. I was like, why don't I just create my own? I was eating, I was eating all these different brands but I found that they still weren't even that healthy. They were vegan, but they still weren't that healthy. So mm-hmm. I just kind of dove in and, and created my own brand. It was created in the kitchen in Fort Myers, Florida. So I was thinking of random names and, and Planet Protein really stuck with me. Um, it just made sense that we're using everything that's from the ground, like from the earth, from the planet. And we're putting it into this one bar that is nutritious and eco conscious and that's pretty much it so i kind of took off and just ran with it like dove in i could not tell you where to begin you just have to start and brendan didn't go to college too and a lot of people would probably look at him and be like i mean i feel like looking like not going to college to some people is like you know it's so looked down upon i remember getting out of high school and everyone's like where are you going to college where are you going to college it's like almost like a competition to say you're going to college rather than actually go so like Brennan's just like such a good example of showing that you, I mean, you don't need to go to college to be successful. Like, yeah, some people might utilize college well, but in general, I mean, he just dove straight in having a business with no fear, you know? And that's what we need more people just not having fear to like really create these ethical companies because of course there's going to be fear of all the things that could happen. But if something messes up, Brennan just learns about it and moves on. It's like, okay, how can I figure this out? And, just goes for it. So it's all about just yeah. diving in, you know? And just for you, for right. example, you have a podcast. I mean, how many people are thinking about having a podcast, but they don't actually do it because they're right. scared, you know? So just even yeah. little things, it's all about re- removing that fear from our lives and just living. Right. You know, I think I think for so long, especially, you know, working, I, I've tried to create a couple businesses before this, but. Yeah, tell, tell say the one. <laughs> I love it. He wanted <laughs> vegan makeup. I'm like, that's funny. I was, I was diving into, um, 
a, a cruelty-free makeup line. Yeah. Okay. And that's because, you know, I, I, I could see where the, the trends were going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I knew yeah. I, could, I could research data, so I knew where it was going. <laughs> this is long before I was even vegan, so yeah. subconsciously maybe I knew something. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> but um, thinking back on it, if I'm sitting in a cubicle and I'm working for somebody and, and I make a mistake – Cool. I don't. You know, I. You can make the same mistakes, but I'm doing it for myself. So I'm learning from them rather than making mistakes, so then somebody else can suffer. So the employer where I'm working, if I make a mistake, that's on their dime. I don't like. I might be fired for it or whatever it is. But if it's a little mistake, I'm. You know, you can make them and, and not feel so bad because when five o'clock comes around, you're out and you're going to go focus on dinner and your loved ones or whatever it is. But if you make mistakes and you work for yourself, you learn from them fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can apply them moving forward and, and you can just go and keep charging on. So we don't work for ourselves. We ultimately work for you and for everybody right. that we see, we see that you know needs to benefit from the things that we do. Yeah. But just knowing that I honestly wouldn't work for anyone else ever again in my life. Yeah. There's there's no question about it. And that's just, that's just the person that I am. How is that for an elevator pick? <laughs> no, that was awesome. I, I mean, I think that's really cool, like what you said at the beginning of just like, we just live our lives. And because it's actually, that's probably out of everything that you guys do, probably just watching you live your lives has been the most helpful thing for me. Like just looking at your post on Instagram, you know, when I'm scrolling through randomly and I see like, one that comes to mind is Carly your post about it was like with telephone uh, I forget what they're like cellular towers in the background and you started talking about just like okay yeah this is something we need to be careful of like and you gave several tips of like you know put your phone on airplane mode when you're not using it and don't use your electronics while they're charging and just things I'm like I would have never even thought of that like that's so wise and like I don't even need to know the research on like what that does to you but that makes sense to me so I'm like yeah I should put my cell phone on airplane mode at night when I'm not using it and it's by my head like that's a great idea and so I think I think that's really cool for sure exactly yeah yeah we um to vegan piggyback off that we (laughs) <laughs> we unplug our wi- we unplug our Wi-Fi every night as well. Oh yeah, so yeah. I mean, every every everything like all technology is unplugged. Nothing's charging at night. Everything's on airplane mode. So it's yeah. You see a difference too. You do. I feel like I sleep better knowing really at least knowing that everything like there's no, ra- you know, frequencies or radiation going on in my head. Sure. So. Yeah, well, I, I know people that are like they won't even have their phones in their room at night. Not not mm-hmm. even because of the health of it but just like more for like your mental health of like let's not be so addicted to our phones and have it be the first thing we look at when we wake up and right um exactly so i love that yeah there are lots of benefits to that so i think that's really cool and um going back to is it called planet protein planet protein yes okay um just while you were talking about that and like i think the name in and of itself is really cool because i was watching this Okay, did you guys see on Netflix, Ellen DeGeneres has like a little comedy skit on there or bit or whatever you call it? Um, Yes. We stopped watching it after she started making fun of vegans. Okay, well, so she like used to be vegan or whatever. And I, so I watched it too. And I just loved her like line of what she was saying, how if you tell somebody you're vegan, they're like, 
where do you get your protein? And she's like, why are you so worried about where I get my protein? Like, where do you get your riboflavin, you know? And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that's so true. That's automatically what everybody said. Like, you would never ask anybody else, like, are you getting your protein? But like, as soon as you say you're vegan, just because there, there is that stereotype that like, protein is meat, like, and there's no other place to get it. So so many stereotypes. And then, yes. you know, it's really all from advertising. Like yeah. they only, all, those stereotypes only exist because you got to think, okay, what corporations run the world? What like studies can they get funded by corrupt doctors? That's going to say that vegans can't get protein. So you right. need to eat meat that's infused with pharmaceuticals because again, those companies run the world. So whenever people, you know, say things like that, I think one of my first, like one of my first statements back is like, listen, I'm not, I mean, what do I have? What do I personally have to gain from you going vegan? Like, of course I want you to be happy. Of course I want you to feel how I feel because I feel so great, but really there's nothing for me to gain by you going vegan. When reality, I mean, think about it. I mean, it really is everything for the bigger picture automatically, you know? So like, I'm like, okay, now think about, the corporations that are telling you not to go vegan. It's the pharmaceuticals. They run all the commercials on TV. Yeah. They back up most studies. They back up, you know, so many, they're so powerful things that we don't even know that they're backing up and like saying with the animal agriculture industry. And so I remember I was listening to, I was listening to a holistic doctor speak and she was just talking about like, like how corrupt the yogurt industry is. Cause you know, we were raised with those commercials like, probiotics, Activia, like all these little catchy songs that we're singing as kids. And then we're so trained to think like, oh, we need to eat yogurt to get probiotics. And like, we're not taught about all the pharmaceuticals going into the cows that are producing this yogurt, producing this milk. And so again, just going back, I'm like, I talk to people, I'm like, listen, all I want you to do is just research the corporations that are funding the studies that are telling you that vegans don't get protein because right. there's a lot, a lot, a lot of corruption in this world. And you really have to do like your own personal research and like be intuitive with your own body and kind of figure out what works for your body because there's so many studies out there. There's a stu- Harvard did a 30-day study showing that if you eat chocolate a minute and 14 seconds before you go to bed, you're going to lose five pounds. Mm -hmm. Like just the rabbit stuff. So really as long as you're living an ethical life, but you're also doing what resonates with your body, like that's the way it should be. And we have friends that barely eat any protein as vegans and they're thriving. And then we have friends that are vegan that eat so much protein and they're thriving, but we all have different bodies. We're all from different origins, backgrounds, geographically all over the place. So it'd be silly to say that one diet fits all, but the good thing is there's over 30,000 species of edible plants. So, you know, if some plants aren't working for your body, try different ones and see if that resonates with your body. But I never, I think there's so many excuses not to eat a plant-based diet and it really just comes from misinformation from the bigger corporations. Yeah. yeah, and I would say one of the main driving factors behind the protein bars were not necessarily to get you your protein, but it they're packed full of like healthy carbs and fats and protein and all these nutrients, superfoods, and there's a big variety of plants in each bar. There's like ten. They're, medicinal. they're very medicinal. There's ten ingredients plus in each bar, and it's not they're they're none of them are fillers and preservatives and sugar alcohols or flavoring. So. We stay away from all the crap and load it up and make them nutrient-dense, full of all the good stuff. And then if somebody's kind of curious, like, hey, what can I do to start getting healthier? 
I have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, here, try this bar. When you're hungry, eat this bar instead of, instead of the alternative. That way, that kind of gets their mind going. They're digging into it. They're like, oh, man, this actually tastes really good. They, you know, they might go to the website. Maybe one of the blogs triggers them further or whatever it is. They might see a friend at the bar on, on Instagram. or So it's good to, uh, again, it's just like leading by example with, with the company. So the brand itself is kind of speaking and, and carrying on our words and on, on my legacy in a sense because at this point, I don't have to say much. You can just hand somebody a bar and say, here, this is your ticket to getting healthier. Like This is your starting point. Right. So I think I look at it as a really good transition product for anybody that's interested in going plant-based or just incorporating more plant-based into their diet. Or if you're just, if you're eating, if you eat meat and you just want to eat a little bit healthier sometimes or, you know, on the plane or, you know, you're at work and you can't get a lunch and you need something really quick, this is a healthier alter- alternative to than what's on the market. So, right. And it's gotten so many people to even go plant-based, Yeah, you know, like it's gotten Brennan's investors that are like, Listen, there. I mean, they were not guys that were like vegan at all. I mean, didn't even know what the word meant really. And one Brendan, one of Brendan's investors came back and was like, "Brendan, you would not believe how much my cholesterol went down." He went to the doctor, and the doctor gave him medication, and he like didn't take the medication and just started eating plant based, and his levels went insanely down. The doctor's like, "That medication's working." He's like, "Yeah, about that, doc. I actually didn't take the medication. I just started eating plant based." And the doctor was like, "Huh?" Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty cool to have that impact. So when I first when I when I first sought out to uh to start the company, I didn't have investors until, you know, a year and a half into it. Uh-huh. And then I found a, a group of a group of guys. We formed a strategic board and uh one of my investors like like Carly was saying, yeah, he lowered his cholesterol from like 256 to like 164. Mm. And that's a huge jump and it was right. like within a couple months for him to be 90% predominantly plant-based now from where he was, you know, two years ago when we first started engaging, mm-hmm. it's incredible. And that is all through leading by example. I, I did not call him and tell him one time, Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. I didn't send him emails saying, Hey, you need, the only thing I did was stay in my lane build the brand, show everybody how awesome it is to live this lifestyle. And he, and he just, it resonates with people, you know, and maybe another investor's into it, but it might take him five more years and that's okay. okay. We have to be okay with that. Right. So it's, um, it's really cool to see, you know, more and more people opening their minds to, uh, to just these alternatives that are, they're so much healthier for us. Right. You know? Right. Well, and I agree with what you were saying that like, it's totally possible to be a vegan and not be healthy. Like you do have to make sure you kind of know what you're doing and do your research. And not that it's hard. Like I interviewed, um, I don't know if you've heard of Sadia. Um, her Instagram handle is beyond, beyond vegan, I think is what it is. So I'll be releasing that episode eventually where we talked pretty exclusively about plant-based eating. And, you know, we talked about how there are so many alternatives, especially now, like, it's getting more and more popular, like you were saying. And so it's getting easier to, you know, eat plant-based, but that doesn't mean it's easy to be healthy and do it. Like you do have to do some research and know what you're doing because you can be unhealthy and do it too. But I think it is getting easier and easier and there's 
a lot more information available about it and like you guys are a resource for that too and yeah so I think even just like following you on Instagram and following other you know following vegan people on Instagram like and getting recipe ideas that makes it so easy there's so much information at our fingertips nowadays yeah so much information at our at our fingertips and honestly I mean as I was talking about before like all this I mean there's a lot of studies saying that you know, we're not really spitting off science here. You know, Brent and I aren't really scientific, like data people, like, yeah. you know, by going vegan, you save this many resources, this much, you know, whatever. Cause I mean, there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of studies funded by corporations. So it's really kind of hard to figure out what is true, what is not. So again, just saying, you know, eat ethically and just eat in tune with your body, like listen to your body and what plants you're craving. And if you're craving meat, think about the nutrients in the meat that you maybe aren't getting and then get those from plants. And then as you do that, your taste buds change and you start not craving meat and you start craving plants. Like, I mean, I've been eating raw vegan for a couple months just because it kind of felt right with my body. Not that I like wanted to put myself in a label and I, and I don't know if I'll be eating this way for a long time or how long, but really it's just my body was craving fresh produce and fresh fruits and vegetables. And a lot of it has to do because we live in Florida. So, you know, it's the right. subtropics here. But I mean, someone in Chicago, like my mom, really craves like cooked soups and spaghetti squash and like hot things. And like, that's what's serving her body. And we have two different types of bodies. So also, like you said, like there's a lot, a lot of processed vegan foods out there. And like, yes, they're a good alternative, but really like, we should be eating what's really like holistic to our bodies and like serving us and creating more vibrancy. Like we're always talking about like high vibe eating. So like I mentioned earlier, like I'm super, super passionate about growing your own food and like eating off the land and like nature connect. And I really do think that all comes from like permaculture. Did I mention that term earlier? No, I don't think so. Okay. So permaculture is what I studied in college and it's like Basically, you create a whole food forest. No matter where you live um, in the world, you can pretty much grow a food forest in your front and backyard. And basically, it's a whole forest that's all edible and everything is strategically planted. So, mm -hmm. for example, like in Florida, there's a local permaculture here and there's a mulberry tree and underneath there is a pigeon pea plant because it doesn't need a lot of sun. And then next to the pigeon pea plant, there's a whole thing of bamboo because that blocks the wind. And then that way you can plant cacao. So, you know, it sounds really complicated, but really it's just strategic planting and intelligent gardening. So therefore you plant this whole forest of food. And the goal is so you don't really have to touch it and it's self-sustaining. And these permaculture gardens are all over the world. I mean, they're really popular in Thailand, Hawaii, and in Florida too. And there's a couple of them in Chicago. We've noticed a lot of them in California and stuff. And really, it's just nature is so intelligent and intuitive. Like, and that's why we're really into medicinal healing herbs and plants because pharmaceuticals are all created after plants. You just can't patent plants, so they make pills yeah. for it. But basically, nature is just so intelligent. And if we use it to its advantage, we can grow so much food at our very fingertips and not only that I'm sure you've heard of grounding and like how grounding can relieve depression and anxiety and even if it is placebo it's working but I truly don't believe it's placebo just because how it personally affects me right and now my mom earths and she's getting off of anxiety medication that she's been on her entire life so like 
there's something super special about like earth connect and mm. um, Brennan and I are pretty big on like conspiracy theories. And I think that a lot of the things that are in the modern day society are to distract us from, you know, our connection to the earth and just feed into this like capitalism, like money system. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of people have that, that same understanding and especially you do too. I mean, just like making all these realizations living, you know, just like a sustainable eco-friendly lifestyle, you realize how much is created to distract us. Right. Well, I did want to ask you, like, you know, we talked a lot about plant-based eating. Was there one other thing and maybe it's plant-based medicine or maybe it's something else just since we are running out of time. Is there one other thing that you guys would want to like touch on as Um, a part of sustainable living that you think more people need to know about or like an issue that is affecting a lot of people? What would be one other thing you want to mention before we go? I know what Brendan's going to say. Yeah, I would say the, um, (laughs) I'm big into like the clean water movement. Yeah. Just being from Flint and understanding the situation that that they're going through, Mm -hmm. it just kind of motivates me to, to keep going and like what's next. So clean water is, is something that I'm, definitely like all about and it's pretty simple like it's not too expensive to filter your own water at home mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people they're stuck on like the brita filters yeah but those are not working those don't those don't remove certain contaminants like some heavy metals or some toxic salts or chlorine or lead even they get rid of some surface level stuff but you want to look into like a reverse osmosis system or okay. distilling your water. Those are two of the, the most common, I would say, like practices for, for heavy filtration. Um, reverse osmosis is about 99% effective. Distilling about the same. And if you're not too familiar, distilling is simply like boiling the water mm-hmm. and you're capturing that vapor. So mm-hmm. when, when it boils and you capture the vapor – it condenses and collects into water and it leaves all the contaminants behind. So that's really effective. And then you might have to put some trace minerals back into the water um, if okay. you're not getting some certain minerals through like your diet or whatever, um, just because it strips it so clean. Okay. And reverse osmosis, you can just, you know, you can buy a system, hook it up underneath your sink and then, you know, run it, run it through your, run it through your sink and have, and have clean water. So some people hook it up through their entire homes. We are big on shower filters as well. We put a shower filter and honestly, the first time that we took a shower with it, it was like your very first shower. <laughs> really? Was, I didn't even know that was a thing. How does that work? It's Okay, so it, it, it just basically you screw off your, your shower head and you would put a, a new one on. We use Berkey brand and it just it okay. literally screws right on takes about five seconds to install and then you're you run your shower through there so all of that water if you go to there's a website called ewg.org and what that does is it allows you to enter in your zip code and it'll pull up all of the contaminants in your local water supply okay so if you go yep go on that website and you search your local you'll see you'll be surprised there's like there's things that you have not heard of in their right. waterways. And the more that I the more that I get into it, I just I just tell people like the best thing that you can do is just literally go spend the money on a distiller or a reverse osmosis system. Prioritize if you know, sell your Xbox, sell your mm-hmm. TV, whatever it is, those things don't serve you like clean water sure. does. So 
it's, it's, I'm super big on it. Super important. And you'll feel a lot better too. Like, you know, when you start cooking with the water or, you know, you start mixing your drinks with it or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel a difference. And I know like when we take showers with the clean water, it's good for your hair too. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of people are really, there's like a big hair loss epidemic, Mm -hmm. you know, that could be due to diet, environmental situations or whatever it is. But the water that we shower with is a huge contributing factor to that. So, you know, I, I definitely stress, go get these filters ASAP because they're life changers for sure. Well, I'm personally having a split end epidemic, so maybe that would help me if I. <laughs> that, it, it, it seriously might. It's keep us posted on that. Go I get will. A, a Berkey brand filter. I mean, I think they're like sixty dollars online, sixty five bucks, and it, you know they last. Um, I think the filter lasts like all year. Maybe you have to replace it like once a year at the most. Uh huh. And it's it's just literally you, you'll feel like you've taken your first shower all over again. You're like what? I didn't even know what showering was until now. So it's it's pretty neat. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because other people have told me about this. Like, oh, the water, like filtering your water. And I'm like, this sounds expensive. I don't know. Like, because I see at the health food store, they have like those machines where you can get the, I don't even know what it's called, but the fancy water that you can buy, like the, all the electrolytes at it and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, am I supposed to do that like every week, like come and get tons of water? Because that just does not seem like a sustainable option for my life. But like you were saying, like, yes, you can get the system yourself or you could buy it at the health food store or you could just boil your water. Like that is not expensive at all to do. Like, yeah, it's a little time consuming, but come on. I mean, you boil, like, am I, am I right? Well, to distill, you can buy a distiller if you want. Okay. Um, And that, that kind of like, the machine it takes about five hours to produce a gallon. Okay. Um, so it just it kind of boils it internally inside the machine, and then there's like a drip container, so then it the vapor will drip out. Um, oh, okay. But you okay. can still yeah you can still boil your boil your water in a pot and then like capture it. Right. I mean that's what they used to do when you know you'd be like stranded on on a desert island or something and you can't sure. and you can't drink seawater like you just yeah. boil it and, and capture it so. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. And it's, it's literally just going back to the basics, you know? So Yeah. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so there are ways to do it without – if you don't want to make the financial investment yet. But. It, exactly. YouTube University, you'll figure out all you need to know. All your questions you can find out on, online, which is pretty crazy that we live in an yeah. era where you can just pick up your phone and learn how to, like, problem solve. It's, it's incredible. No, that's awesome. I'm really glad you told me about that because I've been like, it's one of those things that I've heard about, but I haven't yet done my own research. And I'm like, I really need to look into that, you know, because I've heard like, you're not even as hydrated as you maybe think you are because of what's in your water. So I've been wanting to look into it more. So thank you for telling me. Of course. Yeah. Okay. If you guys, we talked about a lot today and there's still more that I want to ask you about, but um, because of time, I'm going to have to we're going to have to continue this at a different at, at a later <laughs> date. But part 2, I could see us going to like part 5 with all the questions I have. But we need to get into 5G. Yeah. We need to get into a lot. <laughs> if you could leave listeners with like one main message, what would you want it to be? Uh, live your truth. Do not let anybody or anybody's like opinion or judgment slow you down. Don't let it affect you. You know what you're worth. You know your value. You know what you bring to the world. So just live your truth. 
and just don't let anybody slow you down. Do not let people like put you in a box or society put you in a box or, you know, there's so many people, there's like, there's so many things pulling you from all these different angles. And um, you just have to like listen inside, find that center and just go off your intuition mm-hmm. and just don't ever let anybody slow you down because you are as powerful as, as, as you are. Like that's it. Nobody can take that away from you. So mm-hmm. stay true. I like that. I like how you said, you know, just to vegan piggyback off that. I think just you don't have to put yourself in a box. You know, when we were talking about earlier, like when Brendan was saying, when you meet someone, they automatically ask, what do you do? You know, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, I'm an accountant. I'm this. I'm that. I'm a teacher. Like, but who are you really? Like, you don't have to label yourself by the things you do. Like, yes, we are vegan, but we don't like identify with just the term vegan. Like, we're mm-hmm. so much more than that. We're just like these ethical beings and we're just trying to like be the best people we can be. And so, and we're constantly evolving and changing every single day. So people sometimes get stuck in these labels and these boxes. And I would just encourage you to like always just try to evolve and expand, whether it be like leaving your box and like just looking for like your passion and you're never stuck. If you feel stuck, that's like an illusion that you've created in your head because of like societal norms and conditioning. So if you are in an uncomfortable position, whether it be your work, your relationship or your family, like you are the only one that can change that. And like, if you feel bad about yourself and bad about the position you're in, like you have total control to change that. And I think that's what Brendan and I simply did. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it is scary. Yes. But like Brendan said, you just have to drop the fear and just, again, think of things so simply. If you are not happy, change it. And you, again, so many excuses you can throw into the mix. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy, you can change it. it yeah. Life can be so simple if we just don't overcomplicate everything. Like, ah, it's great. Just, we all just need to invest in some land and garden, chill and drink some kombucha and like yeah. live life and be happy with all this other BS. So yeah. that's our goal, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... I always like to end with some fun questions, and I won't ask them all since we're pressed for time. But um, I I always like to get recommendations. So, do you, are you guys readers? Yeah, we do read occasionally. Okay. I mean, we're so busy with business, yeah. not as much as we'd like to. But. Right. Sure. Yeah, I can relate. Okay. What would you each say is the most impactful book that you've read? Definitely, How to Train a Wild Elephant. Oh, basically, yes, <laughs> it's. It's a really easy read, but it's like for every week of the year, there is a mindfulness activity that you do. So when I was reading it, Brendan did all of the all of the mindful activities with me. So one week it would be notice the color blue. So everywhere you go, you look up at the sky, you notice the color blue. You look in your house, the different shades of blue. And you're just very mindful of the color blue. And then the next week, you eat with your eyes closed. And if you, anyone's never done that, I totally recommend it. It's like the trippiest experience ever. And then the next week, you'd be like, eat with your non-dominant hand. And it's your little things that we take for granted or like we don't really notice. That's what that book really has you hone in on. So I would really, I mean, now I just inspired myself to go reread that book. <laughs> because I think you should reread it. I mean, you should do these activities yeah. every all year, you know, it's, oh, it's that's great. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would say a master key system. Okay. It's by uh, Charles Hanel. And it was, um, it was introduced to me to, by a good friend when I was in London a couple years ago. And it just kind of gets your, uh, it gets your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mind kind of sparking. You just figure out like, it goes back to whole, the whole like living your truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That book's good. You got to read it. I'm not going to give away too many secrets, okay. but 
if you're into like how do I find like if you're stuck and you're like how do I find my truth or you know I'm fear I have a fear here like what do I do master key system really breaks it down it gives you like steps to alter your own reality I guess okay so it's pretty it's pretty interesting I would definitely recommend that okay I'm intrigued all right I'm gonna put links to all those things last but not least brand or product that you are really loving lately I cannot keep my hands off of Planet Protein <laughs> new organic True. vegan protein shake called Chocolate Magic. Ooh. It is focused on sustainability. Um, there's wooden scoops in the bags, and it tastes like chocolate fudge. Ooh, that so, sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, I, we just launched it. And I'm being a little biased, but we just <laughs> launched it um, a couple weeks ago, and it's been a smashing hit. It is, uh, it is definitely my favorite protein powder to date. Because we designed it in the lab. Yes, it is. It is unbelievable. So Yum. go to the website, and that would be the first thing I would check out is, is our new protein shake. Yeah, so, and it's holistic AF too. I mean, if you listen to us talk, it really, we designed it to be, and I say we just because I like, I was a little taste tester in the lab. Basically. <laughs> but honestly, like, the way we designed it was like, okay, we saw all these other vegan protein powders that are on the market and we're like, okay, cool. They're vegan, but they're full of BS. Like right. going back into what we were talking about earlier, like if it's vegan, it doesn't mean it's healthy. And like some of the ingredients, like natural flavors and like sugar alcohols and urethritols, like I'm not going to necessarily say they're totally bad because there's really not a lot of research on them, but that's kind of the scary thing. There's not a lot of research on them and the research right. that is out about them, like isn't the best. So we're like, and personally when we eat natural flavors and sugar alcohols, since we eat so clean, we get really sick. Like one time we accidentally ate natural flavors and Brendan and I like passed out for two hours. It was really bad. We got super, super sick. So basically like that's just the way we designed it. Like just to be holistic, like really these are all from like natural medicinal plants and just using ingredients that resonate with who we are and like that we can actually be behind. Like that's really important because yeah. I'd love to see like, you know, some of these people that, you know, does the, does the owner and inventor of Cheetos even eat Cheetos? Right. You know, do, do this Pepsi Cola guy, does he even drink his own drink or does he actually know what happens when you drink yeah. it? You know? So it's always interesting thinking about that. Yeah, definitely. It's, so is it a protein powder? Yes. Yeah, so it's a protein powder. There's 24 grams of protein per serving. It's the the base, the primary base of protein blend is um, organic peas, chia seeds, and fermented quinoa sprout. So the base, that's the essential base of protein. You get your full amino acid profile. We use reishi mushrooms to help like boost cognitive function, um, balance hormones things like that so and then we also use cacao to like flavor so it's a very i would say it's like a it's in between like a really earthy and a really sweet so it's like that perfect balance Mm -hmm. and it's just like a really nice cacao fudgy flavor Mm -hmm. so it's um it's really good a lot of people mix it with you know coconut milk or put in smoothies Uh, people have been making the craziest stuff they've been making waffles Mm -hmm. i've seen chia pudding all the time cookies and cakes yeah i was gonna say i want to make some brownies with it seriously brownies with it um the flavor comes out and and like the the chia seeds that powder when it gets wet chia seeds kind of expand 
so it gives it like a, a nice fudgy thickness. So it's 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 yeah. incredible. Yeah, I'm excited to share to finally yeah. share this with the world because it's been it's been over a year in the making. So yeah, we're excited. Oh, I'm so hungry. It sounds so good. <laughs> uh, Carly, would would you say the same thing, or did you have a different product? Um, I'm really into CBD. Our friends have this company called New Leaf Naturals, and We've been working with them quite yeah. a bit and basically, I mean, it's just like, I feel like Brent and I, because we're in this space, we've met so many cool people and entrepreneurs and companies where we're like, whoa. And CBD was something I didn't take for a long time. Um, just cause I, I mean, I tried it before and I like never took a brand that really made me feel better. You know, I'd never really actually physically felt the difference. I just knew I was taking CBD and it was supposed to be good for me. But then we found this brand, we leave and like, I physically feel so good. I, I grew up having like quote unquote ADHD, which um, is a whole nother tangent that I don't really think is like even, you know, it was so easy to get Adderall from my doctor when I was 15. Like she automatically just diagnosed me with ADHD and labeled me as that rather than being like, go meditate. You don't have ADHD. But anyways, you know, I wish that everyone taking like Adderall could take CBD and like people with even, I have someone that messaged me the other day because I do a lot of posts on CBD with a lot of information and someone messaged me. They're like, thank you so much for sharing CBD. Like my husband just came out of the military and he has really bad PTSD and he's been taking CBD and he came to me crying because he no longer has nightmares and, and mm -hmm. you know, he, his anxiety is going away and he feels like a better person. It's like, Literally, that's what's cool about being an Instagram, like, you know, being on that platform because I'm literally, all I'm doing is like recommending a plant to someone and it's completely changing their world. Like, it's so simple, you know? Right. So that's really cool. But I share, we share on our profile, like a lot of the reasons why we take CBD and like what, what it can help with. Sure. Well, speaking of which, I highly recommend that everybody follow you guys because it's it's just super helpful. So how can how can people find you, share your handles, and how can they connect with you and learn more? You can connect with us, um, sustainable underscore duo on Instagram. And then you can find both of our personal Instagrams through sustainable duo. Yeah, you'll be able to find, um, mine's the sustainable CEO. Um, and then if you want to check out um, our business where we produce all these yummy protein shakes, you can go to planet underscore protein and, and you'll no longer ask the where do you get your protein question because yeah. we get it all right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so, so, so much. I learned so much from this conversation and I seriously hope you guys are repeat guests for episodes oh, to come. Yeah. There's so many rants. Oh my gosh. You yes. should hear our talks. So when we speak at places, we go on so many rants. It's so <laughs> funny because there's really so much to talk about. There is. Yes. There's so much to talk about with sustainable living. So this is just yeah. part one of many episodes to come, I hope. But yeah. But no, I really appreciate your guys' time and just, yeah, you taking the time to educate us and hang out with me because I, yeah, I, even if nobody else listens to it, which I know they will, um, I learned a lot. So thank you. Yeah. Well, awesome. that's great to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on and best of luck and, and good vibes to everything that you're doing in life. And yeah, for real. we're looking forward to, uh, to part two. Yes. Awesome. So is it just me or are Carly and Brendan basically goals? 
Something I love that I pointed out early on in this conversation is how relatable they really are. Again, looking at their lives from an outsider's perspective, it might seem like they live really radically, but they grew up just like so many of us. Coming from the Midwest, Brendan's military experience, they are not that different than any of us listening, and that just shows me that any of us can live how they live if we really want to. I like how simply they broke down their lifestyle where it's really just going back to the basics. They don't want to be consumers, they want to buy less stuff, they want to be local, they want to eat organic, and they just want to live simply overall. I've said for a long time that the more stuff you have, the more you have to worry about, and that proved true in this conversation. I want to have less stuff and worry about less stuff and live a simple, sustainable life like they do. It sounds dreamy to talk about, but it is achievable, which I hope you saw in this conversation. Part of that comes from changing our values, changing our ideas of what we see as fun, and not letting people question those values. Like we referenced multiple times, there are so many tips online. There are so many good people to follow, like Carly and Brendan and some of the people that they mentioned. And you can learn how to do basically anything through YouTube, like Brendan mentioned. I am really hoping I can get them up to Charleston sometime soon to do a talk, because I would 100% be there. But in the meantime, we need to start planning for part two of this conversation because I have so many more questions for them, and I'm sure you do too. I am seriously constantly learning from them, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that because we recorded this episode almost a year ago, and I am still learning new things from them all the time. I don't know if anybody saw recently what I reposted from Brendan's Instagram about getting rid of your microwave. Did that have anybody else seriously questioning their life like it did me? I think something else I gathered from this conversation is that it's really all about the little things. I know when we make little changes, it doesn't always feel like we're making a big difference, but I shared this quote a long time ago on my Instagram account and I still love it. It says, if a million little people in a million little places do a million little things, it can add up to a big difference. And that's really what we're talking about here. Just making little lifestyle changes and eventually it'll turn into a big lifestyle change that has a big difference on the world. One little thing you could do for me is to go leave a rating and a review. Like I said, it's going to help more people to find the show, and if more people can learn about these things, we can help save the planet together. So essentially, if you leave a review, you're helping to save the planet. So you should go do that. Make sure you check out my website or the show notes where it has all the links to everything we talked about today. Follow both Carly and Brendan and I on all the social medias and make sure you put your phone on airplane mode after you're done. And as Carly would say, garden, chill, drink kombucha, and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out. There's no one-